following presentation by Wealth Quarterback LLC, WQL, is intended for general information purposes only. No portion of the presentation serves as the receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WQL or any other investment professional of your choosing. Please see additional important disclosure at the end of this presentation. A copy of WQL's current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request or at www.jelinski.org. Hey, everybody, it's Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Defense forms the bedrock of any great strategy. Defense wins championships. Just remember the early Baltimore Ravens of this century, Ray Lewis and some of those other defenders that were a formidable defensive set. And today we're unlocking the financial filing cabinet and bolstering your defense with our 27-point financial game plan. Then in extra points, we rev up the discussion, leasing or buying a car, which is right for you. This is the Financial Quarterback Podcast. I'm going to give you right now a 27-point checklist so you could have a mastered wealth game plan right now. First, I'm going to go through each of the 27 different filing cabinet drawers that we take a client through, tell you some things to look through in each drawer. We call this in financial speak, the internal design review. If you missed the previous episode, I talked about the protection, savings, and growth model. And I liken the model to three filing cabinets. First filing cabinet, protection, second, savings, third, growth. So in the internal design review, we open the filing cabinets and explore each of the various players of wealth. Who are your positions, if you will? First component of protection, first filing cabinet drawer we're going to open up is the car insurance drawer. In some of these areas, I'm not registered to give advice on property and casualty. So nothing can be, should be taken as property casualty advice. But what do you look for? Once a year, you should review your declaration pages on your insurance policies. So virtually everybody has car insurance, home insurance, renter's insurance, or liability insurance. You have to audit the deck pages once a year, declaration pages. I'm going to give you three principles to look at. Comprehensive coverage and collision. You want to know what you're covered in case your car is wrecked. Liability limits and deductibles. Talk more about that in a minute. Third, uninsured, underinsured motorist coverage. That's actually one of the biggest mistakes I see. A lot of people will say, oh, I have 500,000 liability limits. And then... I talked to a listener friend the other day. She goes, Josh, I wish I found you earlier. I would have been saved, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So think of it this way. If you're in a car accident and you hit somebody who doesn't have insurance, don't you want the ability to come after your insurance company if they don't have enough insurance? A lot of people have the cheapest car insurance they can get, $15,000, $30,000. What happens if you get paralyzed? What happens if you have a bad back and can't work for two years? Who's going to cover your expenses, your medical bills? We might say, I have great coverage. I've, I'm all buttoned up. I have 500000 of liability limits. 
Well, you want to make sure your uninsured, underinsured motorist coverage matches your max liability. Good rule of thumb is to make sure you have 500,000 of liability limits and make sure it matches and make sure the underinsured, uninsured is 500,000 as well. Because you don't want to have a hole where you get screwed if you get in an accident with somebody who doesn't have insurance. I read some statistic that 13% of all car accidents happen with people who don't have insurance. There may be an undocumented worker, you know, don't, they don't have insurance. Well, you're screwed. If, if they run a red light and you only have 15 grand and your damage is 500,000 and you don't have uninsured, underinsured up to the same limits as your own, your insurance company's going to say, hey, you went cheap on your insurance. We're going to go cheap on you. So underinsured, uninsured, make sure it matches your liability limits. Also, I see people with deductibles that are way too low and liability limits that are way too low. You want to have a high liability coverage, 500,000, 300,000, and you want to have a high deductible. That's going to lower your premium. Why? If you get a little fender bender, $300. Josh, our, our producer, have you ever gotten into a fender bender? Like a little scratch up a mailbox or something? I have, yeah. And did you submit that claim to the insurance company or not? I did. Oh, you did? What happened to your premiums? I did. Uh, it went up. So you didn't, you didn't listen to this program. No. So what, what I would do if I have a $500 claim or an $800 claim or a $1,200 claim, I would deal with the person that is offended. So if it was my mistake and I hit their bumper and it's $600 of damage, you know what I'm doing? I'm writing them a check. I'm getting my attorney to draw up a, a release of liability waiver and you don't give them the check until they sign the li liability waiver, boom. You file that away, you're protected. I'm not giving legal advice either. But the point is, too many people put that $600 claim in and that $1,000 and their insurance goes up 20%. And it's not just 20% for this year, 20% for the next five years. So generally, once you go through that once or twice, you stop doing that. And if there is a fender better, you kind of take care of it privately. So if you ever hit somebody or they hit you, always be nice, work it out, share insurance, Take the picture of their license plate. Take the picture of the license. But say, hey, do you mind if we work this out privately? You go get uh, your mechanic to give an estimate. And if it's not too much, I would like to pay for it myself. Or we split it. I don't, I don't know, you know, if it's someone else's fault. You don't want to have your insurance jacked. So what a lot of people do, though, is they submit a deductible of $500. And they never submit a claim. Well, you're the insurance company's best friend. And they have low liability limits because they think the higher the limit, the higher the premium. That's true, but you get a better savings on your car insurance if you have like a $1,000 deductible or a $2,000 deductible and a high limit because you want the insurance to cover you in the worst event possible. You get run over. You get hit and you're paralyzed. You don't want low liability limits. Then we move to property insurance. It's the same basic thing. You want high deductibles, high liability limits. And you want to include your personal perils. 
You want to include your jewelry. You want to include your, you know, your 1969 Les Paul guitar. One recommendation is make sure all of your personal property and your special things that you believe are valuable. Make sure you go around your house, take a videotape of it. Videotape, that's like old school. But you could do a scan on your iPhone, on your Samsung Galaxy, and then email it to yourself. So if your phone's destroyed, you have it in your Gmail file. And you do that once a year because you might be getting new valuables. Then you're not fighting with the insurance company when they say, you have a guitar worth $100,000. You never declared that with us. You have jewelry worth $20,000. You never declared that with us. Make sure those personal items are declared. Make sure they are covered in your home insurance. And also make sure your liability limits are maximum. Next, liability or umbrella policies. So this is if you're worth more than half a million, worth more than 300 grand, or if you just want an umbrella of protection, if you kill somebody on a jet ski, if you have some weird boating accident. Hear about all these stories. You may have a friend. Oh, I had a friend one time, their kid shot somebody accidentally. You know, they were playing around with guns on some lake house home bunch of rich kids. <laughs> and, and this kid wasn't from a rich family, by the way. But there was a major problem with his whole life. He, he really destroyed his whole life because, you know, there was a criminal report. So then couldn't get a job that he was supposed to get. All the while, if they had liability limits and the kid who got shot would have went after the insurance, it would have been a lot better than what they ended up doing. It was a real nightmare. Umbrella policies cover th for things that a home insurance policy or a car insurance would not, or they give you excess liability in case something really bad happens, like a $2 million judgment. If you have a $2 million liability, an attorney is generally going to settle for $2 million at a court case. A million dollar liability policy. So try to get a million dollars of umbrella coverage if you're worth a decent amount. They're like 300 bucks. Talk to a property casualty insurer. And then you know, this is the first three lines of the defense. This is like your defensive line in football. These are your three big, fat, hairy defensive linemen that you don't know their name, but you know like that's how you win championships. You may have a car accident, your home may burn down, or you may get sued. And I don't know about you, but that gives me peace of mind to work really hard if I know those three main things are covered. So always make sure your first three defensive linemen are perfect. Hey, this is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. We'll be back after these messages. Tune in to the financial quarterback, Josh Jelinski, then learn how to protect your financial future in a down economy. Josh and his team at the Jelinski Advisory Group can help you lower your taxes and lower your risk in these uncertain times with a 27-point checklist designed to improve your financial health. Whether you're worried about runaway prices, fear of an upcoming recession, or a stock market meltdown, tune in to the financial quarterback and count on Josh Jelinski to call the play. For a free copy of Josh's book, The Retirement Reality Check, 
Call 888-988-5674. That's 888-988-5674. Or visit Jalinski.org. That's J-A-L-I-N-S-K-I.org. Then we go out to the linebackers of protection. Who are the linebackers? Disability insurance, long-term care insurance, medical insurance, and social security. You know, I meet people all the time. Back in the day, like your mother or grandmother or father used to get a green sheet in the mail every year. You know what a green sheet is, Josh? You don't even know what it is. It's my point. No offense. Nobody knows what it is now. Go to ssa.gov and register for your social security so you make sure your earnings are properly documented so that you get social security. Lot, do an annual social security audit. Social security, you might get 40 grand a year when you're retired, 50 grand a year when you're retired. Too many people, they don't audit their social security statement. There could be a mistake. Your medical insurance, make sure you have good medical coverage. Make sure you audit that once a year. Notice none of this is financial planning yet in what traditional financial planning is, but it's at the heart of it because we all have social security. It's, It's America's favorite annuity. It's the sacred cow of politics. Why don't Republicans get rid of it? George W. Bush tried and he lost the Congress in 2006 because of that. He wanted to privatize social security. Trump says, hey, we're not getting rid of Social Security. Biden says, we're not getting rid of Social Security. Social Security is like the sacred cow of American politics. Why? Everybody likes getting mailbox money. Everybody likes getting a check once a month. So how does that apply to your financial picture? You get it audited once a year. Then we go into one of the most underutilized things I ever see. It's called disability insurance. Aflac has made disability insurance popular. But if you have like only two bucks to your name, you don't want to buy Aflac type policies. Why? There are STDs, short-term disability, not the other STD. And then there is LTDs, long-term disability. Most people at work have short-term disability. They don't have long-term, but that's the one you need first. Short-term disability is a luxury if you can afford it. Long-term disability is a necessity because here's the thing. Let's say you get a bad accident. My parents, you know, church gave them a love offering when my dad had a heart attack at 40. But after about a few months, your friends and family will get tired of bailing you out. And that's the beauty of long-term disability. It kicks in. And my tip is if you don't have one, get one with a 90-day deductible. That means you, you pay the first 90 days of your disability. But after 90 days, and if you can't afford that, go to 180 days. So you're on the hook for the first six months. But if you have an injury that lasts till you're 65, they will pay you a tax-free check if you pay for, for it with after tax dollars till you're 65, till you're 67, till you're 70, and make sure it's for two thirds of your pre-disabled pay. So you make 100 grand, make sure you have 67 grand of disability insurance. 
And a lot of people don't know to do this. And I'm telling you, disability was the thing that destroyed my father and mother's financial picture. They had life insurance, but they didn't have disability insurance. So when they got disabled, guess what happened? Their life insurance lapsed because they could no longer afford the premium. So now they have no life insurance and they have no disability insurance. What is that called? It's called screwed. You're, you're up a creek without a bow, you know? And you're relying on other people your whole life. And I'm telling you, that should be the number one thing people do that they often most do, disability insurance. Then we go to wills and documents. Documents, power of attorney. So everybody should have a will. And these documents, power of attorney, healthcare and financial, meaning I trust my sister Tina to not pull the plug. I don't trust my sister Jessica because we're a little closer in the age and she may pull the plug. Doesn't mean that she doesn't love me. It just means they want to do not resuscitate. Some people want to pray for a miracle. I'm the type that wants to pray for a miracle. Other people want to pull the plug. Nobody should define when you die. You should define that. So that's in a document. Those are called, you got living will, healthcare directives, power of attorney. I don't care whether you're 25, 65, you need those documents. That's why it's in our model. So think of that as like your, your safeties, your cornerbacks. So we did D-line, then we did the linebacker crew, then we did the uh, safeties and the cornerbacks. Wills and documents, trusts and ownership agreements. You might say, I don't need a trust. They did a story, Jay Leno, never had really financial problems. Brilliant financial guy. Jay Leno had all of his checks in his trusts. He didn't own his money. The trust did. So that way, when he was sued because he was worth all this money, he was protected. So trusts are there. Why should I get a trust? If you care about your money, number one, and if you want to protect your money from creditors, predators, in-laws, and outlaws. Creditors, you know, people sue people when they die. And if you have a will, your estate gets probated. It becomes a matter of public record. A trust avoids probate. So creditors, predators, who's a predator? Sounds kind of like, like that Dateline special. Uh, are you ready for a cocktail cove? I remember watching these, you know. Uh, murder and mischief and mayhem. And it always starts the same, right? Like the, the guy with the creepy voice on Dateline, but it's kind of a cool voice, but kind of creepy. Keith Morrison's voice. And one of the best episodes was like Cocktail Cove or something. And these people are in some area in Indianapolis. And they're having parties every week. And they would always have the first five minutes, like you want that guy's life. And they kind of draw you in like, man, the guy's a handsome guy. He's a pilot, beautiful kids, beautiful wife. He's living large. And you realize he's a criminal and it all burst through. So Keith Morrison had this great way to kind of draw in. You know, something's bad about this guy, but he didn't quite reveal it. You know, he's like, oh, and there was a fight, you know, November 17th. The neighbor overhears 
a fight of his beloved wife, you know, and they think there's a, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, things unravel. Predators. Well, I don't mean like the Keith Morrison predator, but they could be out for your money. Trust would help them not get money. Maybe there is a predator in your family. Maybe there's somebody in your family who's waiting till you die to take all your money. There's always, you know, somebody who's a little too nice at the funeral. But creditors, predators, in-laws, maybe you want your money to go to your blood relations, not your daughter-in-law, not your son-in-law. Maybe you love your son-in-law, daughter-in-law, but you just want your money to go to your grandkids. Nothing wrong with that. That's what a trust is for. Creditors, predators, in-laws, and outlaws. If you set up a trust, there are trust documents. It's much harder for an outlaw to get your money. Then we go to life insurance. Life insurance is sort of like the redheaded stepchild of the investing world. Insurance is not an investment, but some people like to pick on it as though it was. And there are types of life insurance. There's accidental death and dismemberment. A lot of people have that. That's kind of a ripoff. I would not recommend anybody buy accidental death and dismemberment. Why? What happens if you die and it's not an accident? Well, you might say all deaths are an accident. No, they mean like a car accident, a boating accident. So if you die of natural causes, you got to make it look like it's an accident to get that policy to pay. You don't want to be fighting with an insurance company. Therefore, I do not like AD&D policies. They're generally like ripoffs. Term life is like renting a house. When you have no money, it's the best thing to do. Term life, you want to start by getting 20 times your pay in a 20-year term policy that is convertible to a good dividend-paying mutual whole life. Uh, universal life is like a cheaper version of whole life, but has some risks in that your cost of insurance could rise every year, so your policy could lapse. Whole life's a little more expensive, but usually get uh, better cash value growth. Sometimes these policies have long-term care benefits which is also a part of the protection component. A lot of people lose their whole nest egg due to a end-of-life illness. So wouldn't be a shame. You, you've made it, right? Remember that game of life? The game of life where you retire with $2 million? Imagine you retire with $2 million. You think you're great. $5 million. Last three years of life, you develop Parkinson's or Alzheimer's, dementia, and... A home takes 180 grand a year for the next three years. And money that was going to go to your grandkids' college now goes to the government or Medicaid forces you to spend everything. That is what I'm talking about. You could focus on building your pot of gold, but if you don't focus on your defense, your offense can't win the championships. It's like the Baltimore Ravens when they had Ray Lewis and all those great defensive teams. And I'd read... You know, they didn't have great offense. I mean, they had okay, good offense, moderately good. But the defense wins the championships. Generally speaking, defense wins. You need a decent offense because you got to score eventually. But defense wins championships. Same with financial planning. On the next episode, we're going to break down more of the next filing cabinets. The savings filing cabinet and the growth filing cabinet. Well, now it's the fun part. It's the offense. Welcome back to Extra Points, where we tackle your financial questions, dive into current money manners, 
or explore what's buzzing in the financial world, all based on what you, our listeners, are curious about. Josh, what do we have today? All right. Today, we got an email from a listener, and they asked, owning versus leasing a car, which one do you prefer and which one would you choose and why? I don't like leasing at all. My parents leased and it really hurt them financially. So I like the phrase leasing is like fleecing. I mean, I guess there's a small subset of people for whom leasing a car makes sense. Maybe on their taxes, maybe with their accountant, maybe if they drive, you know, 9,000 miles a year. But if you drive above a certain amount of miles, I think owning a car is better. Yeah, but I mean, do you think there's value? I mean, people always want the new thing. I mean, with the new iPhone coming out every year, you know, I feel like we're kind of trained to always want the new shiny toy. But like buying a car is owning an asset, right? I mean, you know, you can use it at the end. I just do you think people are like more concerned with not wanting to drive a, the same car after three, four years? Like, is that what leasing gives you? Like it gives yeah, you I mean, the opportunity I, to trade up? Yeah, but. It'd be better to just trade in your car, sell your car, and you get more value. I think so. I'm not a big fan of leasing. I've I've heard too many horror stories, and people like I what? love have been affected by it. I'm just shocked at how much a new car is now. That's what I'm saying. Like with the price of a new car, and like the fact that you're, you know, I mean, me getting my new, I got the new Hyundai Kona in 2018. It's like, I'm going to drive that thing until I drive it into the ground again. Like, I don't But that's good. Myself. Then you save the difference once you're done with your payments. Yeah, exactly. Save up for five years for the next one. Hey there, listeners. Are you up against a financial obstacle or have a burning money question? Here's your shot to not get sacked. Get your questions answered live on the Financial Quarterback Podcast. Just dial 888-988-JOSH and leave us a message with your question. Or write us an email at info at financialquarterback.us. I might just answer your question live on the air. That's 888-988-5674, 888-988-JOSH. Or email us info at financialquarterback.us. Leave us a message and let me help create your game-winning financial plan. The previous presentation by Wealth Quarterback LLC, WQL, was intended for general information purposes only. No portion of the presentation serves as the receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WQL or any other investment professional of your choosing. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and it should not be assumed that the future performance of any specific investment or investment strategy or any non-investment related or planning services, discussion, or content will be profitable, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation, or prove successful. WQL is neither a law firm nor accounting firm, and no portion of its services should be construed as legal or accounting advice. No portion of the video content should be construed by a client or prospective client as a guarantee that he or she will experience a certain level of results if WQL is engaged or continues to be engaged to provide investment advisory services. A copy of WQL's current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request or at www.jalinski.org.